I mean, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to episode number 30 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve and back on the podcast, wow, back on the podcast, I can't speak today, is everyone's favorite, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Steve. Am I really your favorite? Everybody's favorite. You're the most consistent. Wow, thanks. And my favorite. All right, that's all I care about. That's all I need. I just need your validation. There you go. You have my stamp of approval. Thank you. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Everything good? Nothing new since the last time I saw you? You haven't been on the podcast in a couple weeks. Has it been? Um, it's been, yeah, yeah by the thing about two weeks, because you were on our last episode, which was the Super Bowl episode. Right. Which, since we're on that topic, we might as well bring up uh, the results for that. Um, that one, who do we have going on for that episode? I, I had um, Forrest Gump and the cast of The Room. Right. And Dan was against me. Right. And he had Uncle Rico from... Um, Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite, thank you. Yep. And uh, the Water Boy. Right. And the final result, results for that poll is Chris took the win with 57% of the final vote. Tommy Wiseau in the room cast and Forrest Gump managed to beat out the Water Boy and Uncle Rico. How are you feeling on that? That was a close one. I, I was, I'm actually a little surprised. Yeah. I mean, looking at the cast of the room, you would think that that would hold you back. You would think. But, I mean, they had some nice passes, so maybe that that's what uh, helped you out. I think so. I guess yeah. so, yeah. We also had uh, an email from a fan about that episode. I saw that. Thank you for uh, forwarding that to me. Sure. Uh, one of our new uh, fans, Nick, he emailed us, so shout out to you, Nick. Thank you so much. And he had a very in-depth analysis. It was very thorough. It was um, very good. Was there anything that stuck out to you that you want to mention? Well, one thing he did bring up is that the water boy, like... He doesn't just tackle people. He, like, takes them out. Yes. So he said, you know, for argument's sake, don't he will, He won't, like, take them out of the game, but, like, he'll definitely, like, hurt them and take them out of plays. Right. So, like, slowly he'll wear down my team. Oh. And, I, and we didn't really factor that in. No, we didn't. So that could have definitely impacted your, your game plan. He, he also suggested some ways we could have, like, tried to quantify the value of our characters. Like, look at, like, the Waterboys team. Before he joined, like how many points they give up, and uh, how many true. points they gave up after he was on the team, that's you can true. kind of say, well, he's good for like you know. I think he's the only thirty point swing. He's like the only player of all of your characters. I feel as though we could have done a pre and post comparison. Yeah, yeah. There like really Forrest wasn't... Gump, we really don't know how they did. Yeah, there really the, wasn't the enough. room. We never see them. They don't really play. No, football. they don't. They just yeah. toss a football. And uh, Uncle Rico, he just throws a football. Also, we never get to see. We just know that if Coach would have put them in in the fourth quarter, <laughs> they would have been state champs, no doubt, no doubt in his mind. <laughs> so I guess that's the only the only evidence we have for uh, his argument. Yeah, it's a little bit of an unreliable report, I would say. Like, yeah. biased, but, yeah. you know. So it was uh, good feedback, so thank yeah, you very was, much, Nick. It was very, yeah. very So nice. uh, also to anybody else, if you want to uh, give us your ideas or thoughts on our different fights, please let us know. Uh, after that, we had our Bachelorette-themed episode. 
And they actually just announced the new Bachelorette. I don't know if you you heard that. You know, I heard it was a little controversial because they announced the Bachelorette before this season is over. And and especially because she's still on it. And she's still there. She's still there. Did they say why? So I actually just found that out today. And the reason is because the host of The Bachelor, uh, I forget his name off the top of my head, but he was on some morning talk show. And they asked him, you know, why'd you do this? And he said that they start filming The Bachelorette like the moment The Bachelor ends. And I think The Bachelor is going to be over in like two weeks. And they wanted everybody to know who it was. So that way people could start applying for it and saying like, oh, I want to date her because I like her. Oh. Because they go like right into production for the for the next season. So I think they did it just so that way they, they, they had like Start filming applicants. sooner. Yeah. And I'm kind of bummed because I actually had her winning The Bachelor. <laughs> You had her winning in your in my in, in, my, in my bachelor bracket. Gotcha. So I'm definitely she could still be one of the final two. That'll still give me some points, but I'm definitely not getting the thirty points for getting the the right answer. But hey, okay, it's all right. It is what it is. So anyway, so our uh, our bachelor themed episode, we had James Sawyer Ford or well Sawyer from uh, from Lost. I shouldn't have said it that way. I should have <laughs> said James Ford Sawyer, um, and Bruce Banner, aka the Hulk from. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, particularly uh, the Mark Ruffalo version, going up uh, to win over the heart of Belle from Beauty and the Beast in a season of The Bachelorette. A classic battle. Classic battle. Battle the battle the kings. And uh, James Ford, a.k.a. Sawyer, is currently winning the poll with 75% of the vote. Uh, so the vote will still be up a little uh, later today. So if you've not had a chance yet, please go vote um, to have your, your voice heard. And we also got another email from Nick about that episode I uh, wasn't as in-depth but uh, that's totally fine he totally totally fine donated, he spent enough time on his life on yeah, this podcast. I mean, yeah he, he, he is I mean I, just to write all those emails <laughs> it's gotta be a lot a lot of time uh, but one of my favorite things he said is um, it takes a lot of stones to admit to <laughs> watching The Bachelor so Nick thank you and I appreciate that very very much uh, so yeah those are the only big things I can think about uh, before we get into it can you think of anything I've been uh, practicing trumpet lately. I heard. <laughs> I, I think you I'm... were playing a little uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. So the only music I can find is from my marching band. Yeah. So I just have like football related things, and we played a Pirates of the Caribbean song. We had a halftime show where we played movie themes. Okay. So I have Pirates of the Caribbean from that. And this is from high school. This is high school. Uh, so I so currently just... estimate in like my two weeks of practice, I'm at like high school freshman level skill oh wow that's pretty good in two weeks yeah maybe a little under like i don't know it's hard to say so you're working on this in order to have right oh yeah this is um so i can play the theme song to pine hill mobile court on, right. on my trumpet now do you want to know something i know you've you've said that you you were driving by and you saw a sign for like a was it a trailer park it literally says pine hill mobile court yeah it right is. and i finally saw it for the first time <laughs> the other day i was driving with Allie. <laughs> And I said, oh, my God, there it is. I didn't know that's where it was. So, and Allie goes, yeah, it actually sounds like some kind of a mobile, uh, you know, judicial system. So I thought that was funny. I was really excited to actually see the mobile court sign in action. I might Maybe one day when I'm not driving, I'll take a picture of it, and we can put it on the Instagram page so people can see the real Yeah, we can, compare it. Court. We can compare it to the logo for the show. I mean, your, your logo is far better, considering well, yours is actually about a law show, and theirs is just for the entrance to a trailer park. Yeah, theirs has like more color than mine, but I like mine better. And if any of our listen- listeners live in Pine Hill Mobile Court, we're not trying to say trailer park is a bad thing. It's just kind no, of what it's just, it is. It's just funny that it can also, Mobile Court can mean two different things. Exactly. 
So, uh, so yeah, that's what we're looking at. So, yeah, I'm excited to see the final uh, theme. Maybe, I'll get there eventually. Maybe I'll have to brush out my saxophone, too. And uh, I was thinking about this. You you only play saxophone until, like, eighth grade, right? Yes, because I quit before high school because I didn't want to do the marching band. Right. So I don't know if you can handle this. Did you play all four years of high school? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did I did a bunch. I did like jazz band too, so I was in the jazz band in the middle school, if that oh, if that all right. if that brings me up a little I'll bit. I'll let you audition. Oh, uh, thank you. And what happens are you gonna hold open auditions around the county? Uh no. Okay. Invite so, only. So it's just pretty much gonna be me or just you. Yeah, I might I might try to find someone who can play the piano. I think my brother can a little bit. Maybe I'll ask him. Hmm. I only know how to play trumpet. I can't play any other instrument. I can only play the saxophone. I can play the Star Wars theme on the piano, if that helps, and the Office theme. I'll keep you in mind. So let me know. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, like some of our fans have, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. And you can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today, we have an Oscar-themed battle. That's right. The Oscars is coming up this Sunday. Correct. That's the award show, yep. not the Grouch. Correct. I didn't even think of that, so I'm glad you clarified mm-hmm. for some people yep. who may not have known. And uh, Oscars is just kind of like the best of the best. The Academy Awards. The Academy Awards for film only, not TV or anything else like that. Uh, this is what, the 89th, I think, Academy Awards? I believe you're right. This is the 89th Academy Awards. Very nice. Uh, and in honor of the Oscars, what are we discussing? Well, we have chosen, we've each chosen a female actress from either the best actress or best supporting actress category, mm-hmm. and then we will play, we will choose a character that they have played, it doesn't have to be their Oscar nominated character, right? and they will battle. Easy 1v1, 1v1, character from an Oscar nominated actress. And uh, the main reason we're doing this is also because we have not seen any of the movies. <laughs> I was going to bring that up, like... I've hardly seen... I've seen none of the Best Picture nominations. Same here. Uh, I've seen, like... Let me oh, see. I, I, didn't know, I didn't know uh, Hidden Figures was nominated for Best Picture. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, and that's what um, Octavia Spencer yes. is, is, I did a, she, is a supporting actress yeah. from that movie. Uh, which one? Lion? I never heard of the movie Lion. I mean, I, yeah, I never even heard uh, of that. Fences? I never heard of Fences. Um, I have... So, Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, like, some of the more well-known, or I guess mm, popular among viewers, not critically acclaimed, were like, like Star Wars, Rogue One got like a technical, te- like technical yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, I did, I, I was just looking through, because you're, you're uh, scrolling, like, Star Trek Beyond I saw, which was best, is nominated for best makeup, uh, best uh, documentary, I saw 13th was on there, that's a Netflix documentary. Um, about the 13th Amendment, which is pretty good. Uh, there was another... Oh, OG Simpson Made in America was nominated for Best Documentary, which I also saw, which is pretty good. Fantastic Beasts was nominated uh, for... Right. Best Costume, and maybe best. maybe one other thing. I'm not sure. Uh, I see it for Best Production Design and also. Best, yeah. Uh, I really want to see Arrival. Haven't seen it. Heard it's awesome. That's the one with... Uh, Jeremy Renner and... Um, the girl from Superman? Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Yeah, I've heard that's really good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. But, yeah, unfortunately, I I just haven't seen, like, Hacksaw Ridge I didn't see, Manchester by the Sea I didn't see, La La Land I have not seen yet. Um, yeah, I'm really, really unfortunate. Doctor Strange got a best visual effects. Did you see that oh, one? I have not seen Doctor Strange yet, no. 
it's probably going to be on DVD soon, so I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, Zootopia, I did see. Oh, for best animated for feature. For best animated feature. You know what I'm surprised? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, but I'm not surprised. Finding Dory wasn't nominated, which A, doesn't really surprise me because I don't think it was Pixar's best. Like, if it won best animated picture, I would have just said because it's a Pixar movie. Uh, but it wasn't even nominated, which I'm kind of surprised. I at, am kind of surprised. I'm Because even some of, like, Pixar's bad movies were nominated. Yeah, so... Kubo and the Two Strings, I've heard is very I've good. I've heard it's but, very good, too. Yeah. And Moana, I've heard is very good. Yeah, I've heard that also. My Life as a Zucchini and the Red Turtle, I don't know anything about. No, I've never even heard of them. But, hey, that, I mean, I'm kind of glad that the big name, you know, films aren't being nominated because those are kind of like the... the, the They're made for... The, the money, yeah. you know, reasons. But it's nice to see Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen got nominated for Best Actor. I didn't even know he was still acting. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I don't think he was ever nominated for Lord of the Rings. I think the only person uh, that was nominated was uh, Ian McKellen for the first one. I don't think anyone else was nominated for acting for any of the other uh, Lord of the Rings movies. I believe you. Yeah. Thanks. I'm not, not sure. I, just, I trust you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyway, so that's why we're talking about this. Oscars are coming up this Sunday. So, some people like it. Some people think it's pointless. Um, Pretty much sums it up. Yeah. But uh, that's what we're looking at. So, so who did you pick and what are we looking well, at? Uh, Natalie Portman was nominated for Best Actress for her role as in Jackie. I wanna, she, she plays Jackie Kennedy. I want to see that. I just saw the um, like movie poster. Uh huh. She looked pretty good. Like yeah, she looks like Jackie. All, yeah, Kennedy. she looks like Jackie Kennedy. And I didn't immediately think that when I thought of her. I was like, right. oh, she won't look great, right, but she does. Yeah. So um, but the character that Natalie Portman played that I'm choosing is a character she played when she was 11 years old named Matilda. Okay. In the movie Leon, The Professional. Very nice. Very nice. Is that, was that her first film debut, you know? Pro- probably. Maybe I'm, one of her first big ones. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm pretty sure it was her first. Yeah, yeah. very nice. So 11 years old, that's pretty impressive. Uh, and I went with uh, Naomi Harris for, uh, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress from the movie, I can't see it over there on your list, I forget. Moonlight. Moonlight, that's right. Moonlight. She played Paula. So, yeah, unfortunately, I haven't seen Moonlight. So, uh, Naomi Harris, Harris is probably best well known for being uh, Miss Moneypenny in James Bond, the most, the two most recent ones, Skyfall and Spectre. And she was also in the second and third parts of the Caribbean movies. And the one that I'm choosing, a character that she has played in the past, is Tia Dalma, a.k.a. Calypso, from Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3, Dead Man's Tre- Chest, and At World's End. So we have a 12-year-old, or excuse me, an 11-year-old going well, against... Well, I believe she played a 13-year-old girl. In the film. In the film. But she was 11 years old. Yes. Natalie okay, Portman was 11. So, no, well, you could say she's Early 13. Early teens. Yeah, say she's 13. Uh, so we have a 13-year-old girl going up against um, a voodoo witch. Voodoo witch, yeah. There you go. From the Caribbean area. Slash um, hoodoo practitioner slash... Obia Sorceress. Yeah, she she's got the whole title. She got she's the whole, got quite a resume. She's got it. it. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, Natalie Portman or anything or her character, I or the movie she's in? I would love to talk about Natalie Portman. Go right ahead. You got a little thing for Natalie Portman, do you? No, I, I just really appreciate Natalie Portman's work. Okay, she does a great job at everything she's, she does. She's really good. I think she. I don't know if it's fair to say she's underrated because I think she does get the praise that she she's, deserves. Yeah, she does. But I think she just kind of slides by. I don't know. Yep. That's just kind of how I feel about her. But I, I do love Natalie Portman. So, in in Leon, the title character is played by Gene Reno, and he's an, he's like an assassin. He's calls himself a cleaner in the movie. Okay. 
And um, he lives across the hall in like a dirty apartment complex from Natalie Portman's family. But her her dad is like in league with some crooked DEA agents. Yeah. And he hides cocaine for them. But then the DEA agents found out he was also stealing some of the cocaine. Uh-oh. So they came and killed him, his wife, um, their oldest daughter, and, and their son. son. Yeah. Matilda was out getting groceries when they came. So she actually returns right after they got murdered and is smart enough to walk by the, the door and so that the, the DEA they, agents... They don't know that she lives there. Right. So the, she, she walks down to the end of the hall, just knocks on a door... And this happens to be the door of this guy, Leon. So I don't remember if they had, like, any type of relationship before. Like, if he saw her and, like, smiled. Or if she had any reason to think he'd let her in. Or if she was just knocking on a random door. So she knocks for a while. And actually, like, raises some suspicion from one of the the cops. But Leon lets her in. And things seem fine. And he kind of grow, goes to take care of her. Because she doesn't have a family anymore. She offers to, like, be basically his maid and, like... She also uh, teaches him how to read because he doesn't know how to read. Right. And in exchange, she, he gives her food. And eventually, she asks him to train her as an assassin. She wants revenge for killing her family. Right. Mostly just her little brother. She only cared about her brother, she said. She didn't like her parents. I think they were jerks. Right. And um, they kind of grow on to, to form this really nice relationship. Um, oh, I, would you mind? I did want to look up the... Oh, this movie's from 1994. I, I I was reading that some people consider it a, like a cult classic. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't see it at the time. I saw it later. Right. Um. Do I, I don't know if I I don't need to spoil the ending of the movie in case someone wants to watch it. So you can go ahead. All right, sure. Yeah. So um. Eventually, spoiler alert. Just for anybody. Yeah, this is gonna spoil the end of Leon. Skip what two minutes ahead? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Two, two minutes, minutes should be good. Yeah, go ahead. Um. Eventually, they do find out that. That she was, I think. She, uh, no, okay. She's trying to figure out who killed her parents. She she sees the guy who did it. It's actually played by um, Gary Oldman. He plays the, the head D crooked D. He's agent. always the bad guy, and he's amazing. Yeah, like always. You can't even tell it's him. Anyway, so she follows him. Realizes he's he's a cop. He's DEA. Um, I think at one point he also is onto her. Like I don't know if he knows she was following him or if she finds out that the family. They, they knew there was another kid because they found a family portrait in the house. So they knew they, they missed one of their children. So they've been looking for her. They eventually realize it's her. Um, I think they capture her or something. And Leon saves her. He goes and kills them and saves her. So then they're really mad that there's like this rogue assassin killing their men. Because before they just didn't care. They're like, they're dirty, they're dirty cops selling drugs. Like, they can live down the street from an assassin. Whatever. Yeah. But now they're like, we got to kill this guy. So they go to the apartment. They kind of take um, Natalie Portman's character Matilda hostage. But Leon, he's pretty smart. He's pretty much he's ready for things. You know, he he you know he plans. Um, he's able to take one of their agents hostage and try to like arrange a trade. I don't know exactly how. The, I don't remember how that went. They, there's like a shootout. There's a bunch of shooting. I think he's injured. But in the in the chaos, he's able to disguise himself as, as a, a as a DEA to agent away. to get away. So yeah. he starts sneaking out. And he also will help Matilda to sneak out. So she's she's like she's pretty much home free. And he's trying to he's fighting like ten DEA agents. I think he kills most of them. And then he's sneaking out, injured, uh, like smoke everywhere. But Gary Oldman notices him and follows him. 
and then shoots him in the back in the like the parking garage and like goes over his body to like gloat and like make fun of him doesn't he have like something inside yeah. his pocket yeah, yeah yeah so um gene reno uh the leon hands this guy something and said this is from matilda and he's like when gary oldman looks at it it's the pin from a grenade right and then he realizes that this guy's like wearing a grenade vest and then a huge explosion goes off so pretty much kills both of them it kills both of them leon was able to basically like take out all the people that were after matilda so she can like live a happy life now um he he had earned like a lot of money from being an assassin and he leaves it all to her look at matilda yeah so she's like a she it ends with her going back to school and planting a plant they they had a plant like right leon had a plant that he loved and like they took care of it he put it outside every day yeah yeah and she inherited it, and she planted it, like, symbolically. Right. And that was the end. Regrowth and everything. Yeah, it's, it's a great movie. I'd recommend it. Nice. Yeah, it's reviewed pretty well in there. IMDb, 8.6 out of 10. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. I don't know how it was. It's number 27 on the top rated movies. Oh, that might not Where be the number. That? Down here in, like, the yellow highlighted. Oh, yeah, it's top, top rated movies number 27. Is it, number, is it at the top 250, though? Click it. Let's see if it is. I'm curious. It is. IMDb top two fifty. Wow, it's number twenty seven on the IMDb top two fifty. Yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah. Wow, awesome, cool. That's kinda what made me pick it. Like Natalie Portman's played some pretty badass characters. She's played Padme Amidala. Right. She's played uh Jane Foster from Thor. I completely when you when we were texting each other back and forth and you said Jane Foster, I was like, I totally forgot she was in Thor. And and I didn't I've never seen the newest Thor, so I don't know if she like has any action scenes in that. Um don't remember it's pretty forgettable and then uh she's not gonna be in thor 3 though she's not she's not and it's not because something happened to her character in like 2 or anything like that there was like this drama that her friend was gonna direct to and then the friend left over bad terms with marvel and then matt natalie portman wanted to quit but she couldn't because she was under contract so i think now she's not doing the third one kind of to stick it to marvel oh so she's not going to be involved with uh like any war i don't think so because she she wasn't in the avengers but which was before Thor two, but they mention her. She's also mentioned in Age of Ultron, which was after Thor two. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing, just to mention her. Uh, but yes, I don't know. I think Jane Foster's days in the MCU might be done. Or do you think they'd replace her actress, or they just they might? I mean, they've done it before with other key actors, or they might just give them a different love interest. Not saying she's replaceable, but she's kind of like a side character to Thor. Yeah, definitely. He could always just get another. Uh, they could. Yeah, they could do that. And then um, I was, the other character I was thinking of was um, Evie from V for Vendetta. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a great movie, too. That so great. Especially since she shaved her head for it, and, like, she really committed to that role. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah, V for Vendetta is fantastic. So, anyway, that's Matilda. Nice. She's a early teenager assassin. Well, we'll see what we can do. We'll see. All right. Uh, so, like I said, I picked Tia Dalma, a.k.a. Calypso from Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3. A uh, little background. Um, Tia in spanish means aunt or aunt however you want to say it um and the word del mar can mean of the sea uh so they don't know if dalma tia aunt of the sea uh perhaps uh also her name is an anagram of an area in croatia called dalmatia uh, which was a big place for pirates so they think oh maybe that's how they got the name uh tia dalma and uh so her her, her storyline in the movies is pretty crazy, uh, complicated, and you really it's hard to understand unless you've read about it. I didn't. I learned so much from reading about it. <laughs> it's it's so confusing. I want to try to summarize it in the best way possible. Uh, pretty much, what happened was she was in love 
with Davy Jones. Are we are we talking Pirates of the Caribbean two now? I'm just gonna this I'm, in, I'm just you're gonna, just gonna, I'm gonna do gonna smush smush two and three together kind okay. of. So um, she is the sea goddess Calypso, uh, and Davy Jones fell in love with the sea. And some people, when they hear that, like in the movie, they don't know if he literally means the sea or if he means Tia Dalma as like the personification of the sea. So that makes she, more sense. Since I think. she is Calypso. So anyway, so he fell in love with Tia Dalma, and. Um, Davy Jones, he every ten years he's allowed to come on land, and the tenth year he goes there and she's not there for some reason that you and I were discussing. We really don't know why she didn't show up, and um, he gets really mad and he believes that she is uncontrollable uh, since she is like a sea goddess. So he gets the pirate brethren court to imprison her into a human spirit, and he is pretty much the only one who knows that she's Calypso, and Jack Sparrow knows for somehow too. They, they imply they had, like, a past relationship. Yeah, there. yeah. Oh, I think I think Tia Dalma is the one who gets Jack the Black Pearl. Maybe, because I, I think she gives him the compass at one point. That, yeah, she that, does give him the compass that can point to whatever he yeah. wants. And I think she's the one that raised the, the Black Pearl from the bottom of the ocean, because before it sank, there's a whole, like, past... that If they want to make a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, it should be about how Jack became... Jack Sparrow. Like, I know it sounds stupid, like Pirates of the Caribbean Origins, but it'd actually be really interesting because there's a lot. Because he used to work for, like, the British Navy. Oh, he did? And, and they branded him as a pirate, and that's how he has the P on him. Where does he have a P? Remember he has the P brand on him? Oh, yeah. Don't, I do. don't you remember yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. So they branded him as a pirate, and, um, like, all this, like, chaos ensues, and he's able to get the Black Pearl raised from, like, the depths. Because the Black Pearl used to be. Another ship, I think, called the Wicked Wench. I think at one point. Wow, you are blowing my um, mind. I know. There's that's why I said like forget the forget the forget the fifth one, which is coming out this summer, which looks awful. Um, they should totally make parts of the Caribbean origins. Uh, so anyway, so then in the movie they release her to use her as a weapon to unleash her anger on Davy Jones, and she turns into a like a bunch of crabs, and that's supposed to symbolize her being uh, the sea goddess Calypso. And at one part of the movie when she gets released, and I still remember this in the theater, she gets really, really big and she starts screaming all this nonsense, which I have no idea back then what she meant and I still didn't know what she meant today. Oh, I think they had it on Wikipedia. And and I was doing some research and I finally found it out. So she says, I don't even know if I want to try saying it, but it's like Malefetur en tombeo Krishna esplanda danza. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you sure you want to say this out loud right now? I'm saying it out loud. Oh, boy. I just said it. If any of our listeners are near a body of water, please be safe. Yes. Um, because it roughly translates into across all the seas, find the path to he who wrongfully entombed, entombed me, meaning Davy Jones. Um, That's nice. It kind of rhymes in English. It does. I wish they would have just done it in English because that makes more sense in the movie because you have no idea at all what she's talking about. <laughs> it sounds scary. It does sound scary. So so that's Tia Dalma. Uh, she has a whole bunch of powers that we'll get into. She has a whole bunch of powers? She has some powers. I'm only a 13-year-old girl. Hey, you knew you knew who you were picking. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know we let we let the fans decide. Uh, so I say let's uh, let's get into this. All right, I'll start. Okay, I'm an assassin. Right? Are you though? I was trained by a, a great assassin. Okay, but I'm at this, least a, so a, this, I'm at least a, an average assassin. Well, I don't know because this is the thing. Um, whenever she shoots somebody, she uses like a paintball bullets. Well, 
So she never really killed no, she's, anybody. Well, she's like 13. She's not, she's not a killer. But I thought she wants to kill. If she wants to be an assassin, she's not really being an assassin if she's just shooting paintballs. Well, she's like it's like a mock assassination. Okay. And and I wouldn't. she wouldn't want to kill... Wait, are we fighting to the death today? I, I, it's a who would win scenario, so... Yeah, I, I mean, I'd fight. Who I'd would, take who submission. Win. I'd fight to just you giving up. Okay. Or kill you. I guess I would try to kill you. I think you probably would, too. Yeah, so but would I, she, though? Like, well, one, every time she's tried to, she's not using real bullets. It's the same thing. She just pulls the trigger. Yeah, but I don't know if she... But she knows that there are paintballs in there. She doesn't, you know... She, if, she if has she, shot a gun with real bullets in some scenes. But never towards a person. I mean, no. I've shot a gun before. Right. But never towards a real person. And I don't think I could do that. Well, she can. How do you know, though? She says all the time she wants revenge for who killed her parents. Gotcha. And look, we're fighting, so obviously she has a reason to fight you. So what is our reason that we're fighting each other? I don't know if we can think of anything off the top of our head. Maybe they best. were both... Um, Upset they didn't get Best Actress nomination. <laughs> they didn't win because Meryl Streep's going to win probably. Yeah, right. And I don't know, someone else will win. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now she's trained as an assassin. Yes. Does training as an assassin just entail drinking milk, buying groceries, doing his laundry, cleaning, well, cleaning the also, apartment? She also provides maid services for room and board. Um, drinking milk every day is important. That builds strong bones. She's going to need that as an assassin. She also does exercises. When Leon does like sit-ups every day, she does them with them. So she's gonna... Well, kind of. She kind did them sometimes. Of. Then she would like stop and she'd be like, this is too hard. I think at and one then, point she switched to watching like a, she's, an aerobics tape yeah, or something. Yeah, she, she switched to watching aerobics. Well, that, that's, that works. I mean, she's getting, you know, a workout. Okay. I mean, if, so if you want to say she's like the best trained assassin no, no. ever. She's a she's an average assassin. Maybe even maybe even a little below average. <laughs> well, here's here's one of her advantages. Being a 13-year-old girl, no one's going to suspect her. This is she true. looks very innocent. Well, I don't know though because at one point in the movie, when they're going through their montage of putting the gum on the peephole and she's knocking on the door, ringing the doorbell, and people come and they open the door and then um Leon uses the bolt cutters to cut the uh, chain holding the door together. In one scene, there's no doorbell. So she knocks, and the person says, who is it? And she goes, oh, excuse me, little sir, I need to find Mr. So-and-so. And then the guy just starts unloading at the door because he automatically suspects that she's not really who she says she is. So there's, just one, a, there's, there's a, a bunch of other examples where she successfully lies to people. Right, but there's that one example, though, that can say that maybe she's not as convincing. And that's the one part where she actually talks, because all the other times she just rings the doorbell, and the people open the door right away. Well, there's other that's people the... she lies to that she successfully lies to. Okay. So so she has one guy who's extra paranoid. Extremely extra paranoid, <laughs> where he starts unloading on her with a machine gun. Yeah, I wonder if he's just like, oh, I recognize it's a little girl. I just gonna She's probably here to kill me. I guess I'll shoot her. Say she's not trustworthy. He doesn't trust the little girl. He must have been really sure of himself to just start shooting at a girl's voice. Could you imagine if it was like a Girl Scout just trying to sell uh, some That's cookies? what I'm saying, right? <laughs> like, how can you take Sir, that chance? Do you want to buy some Samoas? <laughs> you know, gone. <laughs> All right. So, basically, assassin skills combined with the element of surprise being a small child. She'll probably have to, like, stalk you to figure out, I don't know what you're doing. I'm assuming you're in human form. Because if you are just like that... Yeah, I'm going to say I'm in human form. I'm not, like, a bunch of... I'm not, a like, a... Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. We're definitely going to avoid the water. 
We are not finding you anywhere near a body of water. Well, this is tough because where is she from? New York or something? I don't know. New York City is right there next to the Atlantic Ocean, buddy. Are you saying you would take out New York City to kill this 13-year-old girl? No, no, no. I'm not saying I'd take out New York City. I'm just saying that we are close to a body of water. Right. So I'm not taking the ferry. Not visiting the Statue of Liberty. So we're staying in... So we are like in... like I'm not even going to Actually, like Manhattan. you know what? I would take out New York City. <laughs> I'm going there. I would take out New York City. That's that's horrible. No, it's not, though. No one from New York's going to vote for you now because they're because you're it's, taking out their city. No, no, no. This is the thing I have to remember, though. Tia Dama has the ability to bring people back from the dead. She only does that one time, right? I mean... She make, does it to Barbosa. Mm-hmm. She does it to Jack Sparrow because he's technically in David Jones' locker. He was locker. only, like, kind of dead. He was, he was in David Jones' locker, which I'm going to consider... Not alive. Because he got eaten by a giant sea monster, the Kraken. Right. In one bite. So he didn't get... So I'm going to say... I'm going to say that's being dead. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. So, All right. So both of them, I'm going to say... And, and on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Wikipedia, which is a very reliable source for this argument, uh, she it says that she has the ability to bring people back from the dead, which is also going to go into my argument. Okay. I'm going to use. Is it hard for her to bring... Like, does she have so, to give anything up to bring people back? Does she snap her fingers on their it back? Doesn't, it doesn't really say. I does mean, she need a token of this person's life? It doesn't really say, but in... I'll have to look into that. But in the movie, um, like, Barbosa's just there. He just walks down the stairs. He, he walk, But you also but, see him before that, too. You see legs lying on a, on a bed. So maybe um, he was either A, sleeping, or B, he was still in the process of coming back. That's what I'm um, curious. If this process takes a while... Right. And you're saying, oh, I'm wiping out in New York, but I'm going to bring back the entire population of New York City? Yeah. That's going to take a lot of time. Well, if it's a certain – say it's a certain amount of time for each person. Right. You know, say it's like, I don't know, a week. Okay, a week, think, a week per think, person. I think people would be okay being like, hey, in one week everybody will be back as long as this person you takes – You think people will be long, okay with as, that? As long as they take out um, this, this little girl. Yeah, people are going to be like, well, we really need to kill this 13-year-old girl – Please take out the entire population of New York City. She's a threat. She's a threat. She's a threat. She's a she's a nice kid. Steve, do you know the population of New York City? I only know right now because you just pulled up on the computer, but I'll let you say it. It's 8.4 million people. Not everybody's going to die. Only the people on the on the uh, on the streets. And only most of the New York people... C- and most of New York City is elevated anyway. What so. if you knock the buildings down? What do you? It's you're you're going to create like a hurricane, or no, what? I'm are you just going to flood it, which has happened in New York City before. So I'm not going to create like a like a maelstrom hurricane, like an outworld's. You're end. just going to flood it. I'm just going to flood it. All right, that's good to know. Yeah, Matilda's a great. I'm not going to like destroy all the cities. Is she? Do they yeah. show her swimming? No, they never do. Uh, <laughs> There's okay. just this one scene where she's like, "Oh, I'm a great swimmer." Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Is that like the 32 minute mark or something? Yeah, right around right around there. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's just, for argument's sake, say you killed, I don't know, half? You want to say a quarter? I think, no, I think it's a little little high. You want to say you killed a, a quarter a, a million population are on the streets? I'm, I'm saying, all right, do you think if you flooded the, the, the state of New York, uh, well, actually, we're saying New York City, the yeah, city of New, New York, York city. a million people would die? <sighs> At most. <laughs> all right, let me, can I say 500,000? Yes. Chris is doing some math right now on the uh, And then you're the saying theory. one week per person. No, 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 no. I'm, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying each person as a as one person would take a week. Not saying one week is this person, one week is that person. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying to revive each person would take a week You're saying for she, each can person. Do, she can 500, do 500,000 people at a time? I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure she could. 
You're absolutely sure she could bring back to life 500,000 people at a time? Yes. How are you so sure of that? Pirates of the Caribbean Wikipedia. Her abilities were unquestionable. I can't argue with that, I guess. <laughs> I was questioning it. You were. So I think that doesn't even make sense. Her abilities are unquestionable. Just saying, she's so good at what she does that she'll be able to do it. So anyway, I'm really not. That's not really what my main argument was. I really wasn't going to use the (laughs) the Atlantic Ocean, uh, but if I have to, I will definitely bring it into the fight. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to do is what Tia Dalma is able to do. She's able to look into people's past and also see their futures to an extent. Okay. So I would use those powers to look into your past, and I would see what um, Matilda has experienced. The death of her parents, the death of her siblings, right? Right. And I would do two approaches to this. I'm not really sure which I would do uh, right now. First thing I would do is I would bring back her little brother, who she loved. Uh Uh-oh. From the dead. Since looking into her past, I would understand and know that she had a little brother who she loved, who was murdered, which also drove her anger. Okay? Bring him back. I would hope, if she is this good person, would um, make her not want to fight anymore. She would see her brother be like, okay, you're back. I'm happy now. I don't need to do this. That's my goal. And if she did that, I would say that I would have won the fight because I came out on top. Sounds like a draw to me, but and and I would say say hey Matilda, you're happy now. Go ahead, live your life. That's fine. Okay. Now maybe doing that might drive her anger uh, even more. Perhaps um, then I would just bring back her uh, her abusive dead parents uh, and have them g- join my side and go at her. So you're as the sea god Calypso, whose yeah. powers are unquestionable. Yeah, you need. Two coke addict parents to help because I understand how um, how awful they were to her, and that would just break her down. So it's an emotional. Yes, it's an emotional tactic. Yes, mm. I think she's pretty strong emotionally actually in the movie. You think so? Yeah, I don't know if that's your best bet. Well, that that that's the plan I'm looking at right now. She also has exceptional magic, and she can make uh, zombies too. So she can make zombies. Yeah, she can make zombies. When does she do that? Um, it says so on Pirates of the Caribbean oh, my wiki. Goodness. But I really can't remember her making zombies in the movie. So, um, yeah. But, um. All right, want to know something funny? If it does take you one week per person. How long has it taken me? It's going to take you 9,615 years to bring everyone back to life. 9,000? Wow, that's a long time. I think I did that right. 500,000 people times seven week a person? Well, one week a person would be 500,000 weeks. Right. Oh, okay. And And then then 52 weeks in a year. Right. So I did divided by 52. Yeah, I think you did that right. So. Yeah. 9,600 years. I could also bring back all the people that Matilda has quote-unquote killed with Leon and have them come back for vengeance because now they're going to be very angry at Matilda. So now they're going to be going after her also. They don't even know who killed her. She's she's an assassin. Like, they kill people and they don't get, they don't know. Well, no, there's that one guy they killed like in his bedroom. You remember a lot more of this movie than me. You have never seen it, right? I just watched a lot of YouTube clips. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's I actually don't. Guy, I don't remember all the people there, when they were. Killed. There's the one guy. Um, he's in the bedroom, and Matilda like points her gun. And she's like, "Step to the left," and he's like, "Okay," because like there was the window right there. So I guess they didn't want any paint getting on the window <laughs> or anybody to see it. And then she shoots him twice with the paintball gun, and he's like, "Ow!" And then uh, Leon just shoots him completely twice. So a bring him back from the bed, 
that he's going to remember Leon. He's going to remember Matilda. Yeah, he would know. And he's yeah. going to he's going to be angry. So saying that they are phenomenal assassins doesn't really carry much weight for that particular instance. Might for other ones, like the one where she's like sniping in Central Park. Yeah. With that's also another instance of her using a paintball gun sniper. She's not using a real sniper. So would she really be able to kill somebody if there was a real bullet in there? I don't see why not. I don't know. We'll just have to see if she really... I mean, I could shoot a paintball gun at somebody. I wouldn't have any remorse. But if I had a real gun to shoot at somebody, I don't know if I could do it. Could you shoot at the sea god if she flooded New York City and killed 500,000 people? I don't know. That's your argument to make. Yes, she could. She's okay shooting gonna, bad guys. Is that going to kill her, though? I don't know. Like, what's your tactic of taking down Calypso? Well, I mean, you're right. That's that's all I can do. I mean, all I can do is shoot you. Right. Uh... I don't know if how you do with bullets. I didn't. She seems all powerful and unquestioning in her powers. So, yeah, I really don't think she has any. You, like you how might you kill her. Are you saying you she, can't die? She, I mean, she's been around for thousands of years. She's like the sea goddess. That's such a lame pick, Steve. What are you talking about? Oh, I picked a uh, immortal deity. <laughs> Let's have a who would win fight. Uh, let me let me look up some actual things about like the real Calypso. Because oh, she yeah, is she based on done like that. actual like mythology. Like there is a person named Calypso. Yeah, um, she lived on the island of Ogygia. 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 I really didn't learn much myth- Greek mythology in my lifetime. Where she detained Odysseus for several years. She's generally said to be the daughter of the Titan Atlas. Interesting. She's in the Odyssey. I was gonna say that. That sounds like it's from the Odyssey then. Yeah. Um, Calypso's name is from. Calypto, meaning to cover, to conceal, to hide, to deceive. I guess you think like incognito kind of sounds similar, maybe. Uh, Her name means to conceal knowledge. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't want to say. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this down a little bit. (laughs) I'm going to say that, yes, bullets can impact her. Because just to say that she's a sea goddess isn't really fair. I mean, if if she got out of her um, human form... Maybe that's all I can do is kill your human form. That, that's what I'm going to... But, I, I mean, I'm not going to get out of my human form because that would just be the whole hurricane thing. And I'm really not going to want to do that to New York City. Um, You're going to have a lot of angry New Yorkers after you do that. I mean, I totally am. Remember right. Ghostbusters? Yeah. You don't mess with New York. That's right. And if I bring them back from the dead, though, they might... They might feel happy, like they like I owe them. But you did kill them originally, so it depends. It, it, it depends that they feel, like. All right, let me ask you a question: If someone killed you, right, and then I they would brought be upset. and then they brought you back from the dead, I guess I'd have to be happy about that because yeah, and it was the person who killed you. So yeah, and, I mean, and if they explained to you like, hey, listen, the reason I killed you is because I was trying to kill someone else who was worse, and hey, listen, I killed that person, and everyone else I accidentally killed as collat- as a uh, you know collateral damage, brought them back. I guess I'd have to say I'm not I'm not sending you a Christmas card, but I do appreciate it. <laughs> like we're not enemies, right? But we're not exactly friends. we're not exactly friends. Yeah, we're very civil civil with each other. All right, fair point. So, uh, you know, you shoot me though, I might be able to use the wind, push it away. Perhaps is she good like wanted style? Like she could curve a bullet if she needs to. No, that's this is a realistic moment. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. No, she just she's gonna hopefully sneak up on you, get one good shot. Is she very stealthy? It's hard to say. I mean, they were able to shoot that guy in running through Central Park. That's because they were, like, just sitting down. They were just sitting on a building top, though. Right. They they must have stealthily got up there with a sniper rifle. 
Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, like, stealthy as in, like, sneaking up behind somebody and being oh, able to uh, shoot them. I, there is a point where she's following Gary Oldman's character, but I think he actually... I forget if he sees her or gets suspicious of her somehow. Right. So she might not be great. But that was, like, a learning experience for her, so maybe she's getting better. I originally was going to try to argue that my my person would be the adult version of Matilda, where she's honed her assassin skills to perfection. And you were like, no, Chris, you can't go off movie. That's unfair. Well, it's not that it's unfair. I just feel like you're kind of just, you're kind of assuming anything. I would have made point. up a lot you of You know things. what I mean? You would have been like, oh, she's murdered 100 people. You know, she's <laughs> on the FBI most wanted list. Like, she's responsible for the death of bin Laden. Like, mm-hmm. all those crazy things. Yep. I would have done that. You're right. I don't, and I, and I would not have blamed you either. But, um, no, th- actually, I'm going to be completely honest. I've never seen Lee on the Professional. Um, and I've just watched a lot of YouTube clips to prepare for this. It sounds fight. like you've pretty much seen it, and it looks like I watched the good YouTube clips. Like <laughs> I feel like it kind of did like a good summary for me. Yeah, but it looks really, really good. She looks really young in that movie. She's eleven, and uh, she does great. Yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so that's what we're looking at right now. Anything else? Want to add fun facts? Trivia? I do have some fun facts. Go right ahead, because I feel like the fight kind of came down. Open up to you know. Open if, to your interpretation. If I don't kill you with one bullet when you don't see me. I think I'm done. Right. I mean, like, I think so. You're too. Powerful. I think. I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be depending on your stealth and your ability to shoot Tia Dalma. And yeah. I'm and I'm throwing away the argument that she is unkillable because she's a sea goddess. Because I do not think that that is uh, a fair fight. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how the people vote. Absolutely. So here's my here's my facts. So as I already said, this was Natalie Portman's motion picture debut. She was 11 years old, which says when she was cast. So I don't know if she was like 12 for her filming or whatever. Yeah. She was 11 or 12. Um. There's you, one. So I was going to say, did you know Natalie Portman was born in Jerusalem? No, I did not know yeah, that. She was born in Jer- Jerusalem, and her uh, her birth name is Netta Lee Hirschlag. So I guess that's where she gets the Natalie from. Yeah, Netta Lee Hirschlag, and she uh, attended Harvard University when Mark Zuckerberg was there uh, doing the whole Facebook thing. Wow! And if oh. you watch the Social Network, at one point they're talking about how. The campus was so popular because we had two future athletes or two Olymp two future Olympic athletes, meaning the Winkle yeah. Winklevoss twins, um, and uh, a actress, a Hollywood actress. And in the movie, they go, "Who's the Hollywood actress?" And they say, it "Doesn't matter," because Mark Zuckerberg was like the biggest thing on campus. And it turns out it was Natalie Portman um, because this was after she did the first two Star Wars movies, um, so they were getting ready to do the third one. So she was she was going there for her her degree. Oh wow! Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, interesting story from filming of Leon. Uh, the I think I saw so this is a bonus fact that the inside scenes, like the apartment scenes, were filmed in Paris because it's a French movie, but the outside scenes were in New York. So I guess they were on a New York street and they had police cars on the street for filming the scenes with the police. And an actual robber robs a store and ran by and saw all the police cars, <laughs> and he turned himself in. <laughs> no way! <laughs> That's so cool. Yep. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the, sir. The other um, fact I thought was interesting is that Natalie Portman's parents were worried about the smoking scenes in this because I think when when um, Leon first sees her, she's smoking, and then there's another scene where she like talks to some kid and she like bums a smoke. Oh, that's off right. Him. Yeah. Was she actually and, smoking? Well, here's the thing. Okay. So her parents decided to like as a compromise, they'd have some some rules about the smoking. There could be at most five smoking scenes. You could never see her inhale or exhale in any of the scenes. And during the film, she had to give up smoking. So all those things happened. She, there's exactly five scenes where she's smoking. 
You never see her inhale or exhale. And then after the scene where she's just talking to that boy and they're smoking, Leon gets mad at her and says, like, hey, you have to, I want you to quit. Oh, so in the movie she had to give up smoking. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant in like real her, life. Like her character gotcha. had to gotcha. stop smoking gotcha. as part of the movie. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought that, I thought that was pretty cool. Huh. Good parents right there. Yeah, looking really. out for her. Yeah, really good parents. Um, another thing I didn't know is that uh, she's married to this guy named Benjamin Millipede, and he was the dance choreographer for Black Swan, which she was in and won, I believe, Best Actress for. Um, and that's how they met each other. And th- I, that's really good if you've ever seen Black Swan. I, I have seen it, I do. That is very good. Yeah, it's really good. That's all the facts I have. Did you have any fact parts of the Caribbean or Calypso facts? Nothing really. Um, I mean, if if any of you want to go and rewatch the movie, the two, two and three, and understand more about it, the whole Calypso subplot, it makes a lot more sense when you kind of. When I read that summary, I was like, "Wow, so many more things!" Like, remember the pieces of eight? I didn't really follow why they were important, and it was because that's what they used to imprison Calypso and to release her. Yeah, exactly. And it was supposed because, and this is another thing I didn't understand: a piece of eight was literally the name for. Uh, a coin back then yes. like kind of like a quarter today it was called a piece of eight right so they had the nine pieces of eight but the first brethren court were broke so they didn't have literally nine pieces of eight money so they used nine pieces of whatever they had they on them like important tokens exactly like. so like um barbosa's was the the wooden eye the wooden piece that the guy turned into an eye so mm-hmm. he told him to keep it safe jacks was like a piece of something that's been on his hair since like the first movie um and they use that to imprison her. And then in the movie, they have to burn it and have her inhale it to let her free. Right, right. Uh, yeah, that movie is pretty. Those ones are kind of confusing. But the, the fourth one, garbage. Do not ever watch the fourth <laughs> one. I saw it in college on, like, a free movie night. Uh, it's really, really bad. They're finding, like, the Fountain of Youth. It's really stupid. It has Blackbeard in it. Like, you think, like, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean with Blackbeard? Like, that sounds really cool. Really dumb. Like the pirate, like the black pearl is like shrunken into a bottle, like a pirate ship <laughs> bottle, you know. And then they're doing a fifth one this this summer, which which looks just as dumb. Except Will Turner's coming back, which I guess could kind of be pretty cool. Yeah, I hope it's good. Yeah, it comes out this summer, like you said. I think I saw in May, end of May. Yeah. When's um? Uh, there's some good movies coming out this summer though. Guardians of the Galaxy Two is coming. That's out. That's supposed to be really good. Like they had a screening at Marvel, like a pre-screening, and they always rate. Or give it like a score, and it got a hundred percent, which no Marvel movie has ever gotten. I really enjoyed the first one, so I'm looking forward to that. So one. That um, Spider-Man: there... Homecoming, maybe Wonder Woman. Hoping it's really, really good. Like I really want uh, the DC movies to kind of jumpstart now, even though they just released news that they were going to try to get because Ben Affleck dropped out of directing Batman. I saw that. Yeah. Which, if you go back to our argument in the beginning <laughs> of the year, I said that was going to be what saved them. And then they were going to get Matt Reeves to direct it, who directed Cloverfield, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and the new um, War for the Planet of the Apes, which also comes out this summer, which I hope is really good because the first two were really good. So let's keep that trilogy going. Um, and he just dropped out a couple days ago. Uh, so no one wants director. to direct so no this? One wants to, and I think it's because Warner Brothers is like, hey, we got to get this going really, really quickly. And nobody wants to speed through this. They're like, hey, it's a Batman movie. Like, Do you remember my argument? I said how I was going to sabotage you. I forget. Tell me. By getting... Um, What's his face? Uh, Zack Snyder to direct. Oh, if, I would not be surprised if that happened at this point because yeah. he, you know, that that that's just kind of 
um, DC's that would be Brothers, like, I, that'd be back. very funny if we prophesized Zack Snyder directing Batman and we prophesized Super Bowl going into overtime for the first time ever. That's true. We didn't really prophesize it. We, we just said, oh, we just talked about it a lot. Yeah, and we were like, oh, well, unless yesterday's went into overtime, <laughs> which is funny too. I feel like there's more coming out. I really can't think of any though there's, right now. If Infinity War's not this summer, is it? No, they just started filming it, but it's next summer. Okay. Um, Star Star Wars is the end of the year. Star Wars is the end of the year. The Last Jedi. They just released uh, what Ray's gonna look like. I don't know if you saw it or not. No, I didn't see it. They uh, they released like the packaging uh, for like the products mm-hmm. when they when they come out, and Ray has like Qui Gon Jinn hair. Like what they pretty much did was like untie her three buns yeah. and let her hair flow out. So everyone's now saying that she's related to Qui Gon Jinn, mm. which is stupid. I'm on. Um, I'm on. I'm currently on Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, I I honestly think she's Obi Wan Kenobi's granddaughter. Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be played by Ewan McGregor in episode 8 and in episode 9, and then they're going to do a spin-off movie of Obi-Wan Kenobi to explain why Rey is related to him. That is my guess. And since we've been predicting things on this show, who hey, knows? let's get it out there. Let's, let's hope it happens. Uh, yeah, so that's what we're looking at. Anything else, Chris, before we uh, head out of here? Are you going to watch no. the Oscars? Uh, I've usually in the past watched them for a little bit at least. Yeah. I... I kind of turn in, tune in, just to see kind of what happens. The problem is, is that there's no movies that I've seen, so I really yeah, care. Yeah, same for me. Like, I remember when The Dark Knight was nominated. Like, I made sure I watched that because I wanted to see Heath Ledger win, and I just love that movie so much, so I was hoping that uh, it would win. Yeah, and you always have to wait for the end for the, the big ones. So. Yeah. I remember last year, um, I went to bed before Leo won Best Actor, which was like a big deal. Um, so I remember like waking up the next morning, I was like, oh, Leo won, cool. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Oscar-themed, kind of, because we didn't, <laughs> we we don't know anybody who's in the Oscars. So that's why we picked Natalie Portman, who's nominated for Best Actress for Jackie, and uh, Naomi Harris, who's nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Moonlight. So check them out if you're interested. Chris, thanks so much for being on today. You're welcome. Steve, can I bring up one more thing real quick? Go right ahead. So we had talked in the past about maybe putting a little wager on a, on an episode. That's right. Do we want to start this now? I I don't feel that confident about this one personally. Okay. But I'm I'd be good to do it if you're in if you're interested. Uh I say let's do it. Let's do it. Alright, so why don't you why don't you bring it up since this was Here, your idea? Here's here's the wager that I proposed to Steve. So whoever wins the the Twitter poll will get to basically propose or give the other person a movie that they have to watch and it could be anything it can be any movie we're leaning towards bad experiences oh if i win i'm gonna pick a horrible movie for you <laughs> that's fine that's fair enough uh currently my my front runner is um fred three camp fred <laughs> great <laughs> i have some other ones though. so so uh, do we have to watch it by the next time we see one another let's, for the for the episode? That'd be or? cool because then we can talk about it. That's true, but we don't have to put a. I know we're both busy, so we don't have to put a hard deadline uh, on it. Okay, so that's the new the new the new twist we're bringing into the show. Now. Just for this episode, just for this episode, we'll let the the viewers know when we're doing yeah. this type of thing going forward. And if you really like it, or if they have suggestions as to what the loser should watch, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Tweet at us, Facebook message us, Instagram, email, whatever. I'm not saying that we'll definitely take them, but we'll definitely take that into consideration. Because if I were to win, I honestly don't know what I would make you watch right off the bat. Yeah, there was something you said when we originally talked about this, and I was like, oh, that, I actually kind of want to see that. I do have an idea in my <laughs> head, but we'll see what happens. I might have to confer to the council out there and see what they have to say about it. All right, good. So, so that, we're, we're agreed. We are agreed. That's the new wager for the show. 
All right, thanks. Awesome. No, thank you, Chris, for bringing that up. So remember, there's going to be a Twitter poll. Uh, let us know your thoughts, and uh, please uh, keep listening. All right, so subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Here are some more of this year's nominations. Actress in a supporting role, Naomi Harris in Moonlight. And the nominees for lead actress are... Natalie Portman in Jackie. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.